Our five fave features in iOS 12.2, Firefox Send, sends encrypted files for free, Battle Stations, Apple Arcade, automating reboots, and more, all coming up on Tech Thing. A big shout out to our patrons, patreon.com slash tech thing. Join the crew that makes tech thing possible. That's patreon.com slash tech thing. We want to thank each and every one of you that contributes to the show. I'm Shannon Morris. And I'm Patty Norton. And this is Tech Thing, where we have something useful in every single show. I'm going to talk about this later in the show, but I just, I just have you, oh. have you seen, you've, I guess you've seen it. She's I seen have. it. I don't know if you've seen it. Killed by Google.com. <laughs> Just, it's, it's, this is so good. This is so good. So many old friends. <gasps> Chromecast Audio. And oh, Google Allo. That wasn't really a friend. Inbox by Gmail. Fusion Tables. The URL shortener. Oh, Project Tango. Project Tango. Glass OS. Chromebook Pixel. Google Map Maker. So many dead projects. Um, oh, the Nexus. The Nexus Player. Oh my gosh. It just kind of goes on for a while. Um, I mean, I guess when you're that big of a company, you've got a lot of things that just die. I have thoughts on that statement. Okay. There's a thin line between well, things dying, right? <laughs> Circle of life. Things are born, they age, they die, it's a thing. And then there's just taking your children and drowning them in a river in a sack like old puppies. Oh my gosh. Although that was a metaphor a friend of mine used to use all the time. <laughs> when he was talking about layoffs at his company. Oh, jeez. Just took that division down by the river like a sack of Oh, my gosh, puppies. that's so dark. He is. Oh, he was feeling really dark at that point. <laughs> well, we have something exciting today. <laughs> yeah, speaking of updates, or being dark, or dark updates, uh, iOS 12.2 is something every iOS user should install <laughs> right now, at least if it's available on your device. Um, let me pull up the page for this. This is kind of amazing about the security content of iOS 12.2. Um, so first of all, let me say pretty much everything from uh, uh, going back to the iPad or the I, <laughs> the 5S and the iPad Air can take these updates. Uh, there are 51 patches and vulnerability fixes, um, including my personal favorite, which is down here somewhere, which involves WebKit, uh, patching a flaw that allowed websites to access the microphone on your iOS oh, device wow. without notifying you. Cool. Uh, there are <laughs> other um, patches for mail, messages, contacts, FaceTime, the kernel itself, power management. Uh, I just I wanted to give a shout out. Um, they have uh, the common vulnerabilities uh, and exposures, the CVEs, and they give a shout out to the people who discovered all of these. This just made me so happy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was just like, not only are they patching them, but oh, they're Imperium, yeah. being like, hey, you know. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I just, I thought that was a lovely shout out to people who helped make their operating more secure. Yes, absolutely. Their operating system more secure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, paying for bugs is good too. Uh, I'm not an Apple Maps fan, I tend to avoid it, but they added a really cool feature into it, uh, the air quality index. So oh, as you're hovering neat. over an area down in the corner, it's really tiny. Uh, I thought it was really cool, especially because we're heading towards the bigger yeah. fire season. I'm actually extremely curious California. about that because of the wildfires here in California. And not only that, but also the Chevron refinery is here in the Bay Area. So that's, and they've had flare-ups and who knows what's happening with that air quality. <laughs> like three weeks after I started Working out of the old office in Richmond, I was doing oh, a podcast. Oh, that big flare like up? Yeah. With all the and black smoke? Darren yeah, comes I in and he's that. like, you have to go now. And he shows me a picture of flames heading towards the sky. But yeah. apparently that was just light reflected, not actual flames. 
Um, you know, sure. sure. <laughs> uh, control center and lock screen get uh, new TV controls. Siri sucks a little bit less. TVOS 12.2, when paired with iOS 12.2, I'm quoting here, is designed to allow users to ask Siri to play specific media on an Apple TV from an iOS device. Cool. And AirPlay finally does some better multitasking, so you can browse other apps as well as play uh, short form audio and video locally on your device without interrupting AirPlay pounds. Somebody at Apple has kids. And, uh, I, you know, I forgot to check. I may even have the stupid 5G icon because how exciting yes uh, <laughs> my character my carrier um, I'm also I gotta say Apple's credit card mm-hmm. is fascinating um, I've been hearing a lot about this thing well okay so there's no numbers yeah um, and they give you a ton of cash back actually that's the part you'd be interested in they give you cash back I'm a couponer. Um, quote, customers will receive a percentage of every Apple card purchase amount back as daily cash 3% for purchases from Apple uh, including the Apple Store and the iTunes Store and everything, two percent mm-hmm. for other things you use the Apple Card with Apple Pay for. All right, um, not bad. You know, I just want to point this out for the second or third time. Um, there it is. That lack of numbers is how the card's gonna look. That's cool. I love this. It's very pretty, very clean. I went through like four ATM cards in less than twenty-four months. Thanks, Home Depot. Thanks, Target. Oh yes, other. the Home Depot and Target hacks. I also had several hundred dollars in charges punched manually into uh, Uber rides and Uber oh. food deliveries in the South Bronx around I want to say Thanksgiving a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really kind of down with the no numbers thing, and it ties and, into your yeah. Apple Pay account, so it's an Apple kind of thing. So I wonder because I used to do credit card processing before you know the job of podcasting on YouTube. I wonder if there's a mag reader on the back, a stripe, or if there's three or how many. That's a fine question. And if there is not, is it just chip? If so, cool because chip is a little bit more secure. I'm, I'm very as, curious. I need to look up some more security on this thing and find out. As far as I know, there is no Stripe on it uh, wow. because it has to be used with something that supports Apple Pay. Okay. My loose understanding, we will investigate or you will email us, ask at uh, techthing.com. Mm-hmm. But I, I am fascinated. I'm also kind of curious to see what happens to like all of the credit card companies that worked with Apple to help launch Apple Pay, and if yeah. they're not pissy that they partnered with Goldman Sachs to do this. <laughs> um, also, we should probably mention uh, the Apple Apple News. Oh. It's Netflix for magazines. Oh, uh, free fun. one month trial, ten months, uh, ten dollars a month after that. And the uh, if you sound me getting kind of like eh, uh, Apple TV Plus is coming in the fall. Uh, the Apple TV channels is really interesting. Um, the idea that they're going to kind of decouple your HBO, your Showtime, your Amazon Prime, your whatever content from uh, the individual apps. Mm-hmm. So you search for something, you can play it wherever it's available. Um, I'm, I'm trying to decide if this is going to be more useful or if this is something to sort of blend in iTunes purchases with all of the stuff you have for subscriptions. Yeah. Or if it's just going to be one of those nightmare migrations in my house where my whole family looks at me with rage because <laughs> Apple or Amazon or Roku changed something that they love. Uh, and of course the big thing, the Apple TV app is also coming from Roku and Apple TV oh, cool. Plus is coming this fall. That's awesome. There are famous people. Oprah Winfrey, Spielberg, Witherspoon, what? lots of other people. They had like a like a this short sizzle reel, but no actual like. Okay, so Oprah's doing a couple documentaries, and there's gonna be a sci-fi thing, and so it just seemed really rushed. Yeah. that's all I want to say about that. It's coming this fall. We don't know the price. We don't know okay. the launch date. We don't know the content. We don't know the slate. Uh, but in like 150 countries, give or take, 
But yeah, Apple's finally taken on Netflix and Amazon Prime with original content in that's, a big way. That's pretty exciting. I like having more competition in that industry. I'm curious. But now it's like, so, so right now to get like American Gods, I need Stars, which is on Amazon Prime. But I get Amazon Prime for fee, so I pay for Stars. I pay for HBO Now, or HBO, yeah, HBO Now, so I can get Game of Thrones. Uh, I pay for Netflix because Netflix. Um, the mm -hmm. you know oh and I, then I understand Marvel from the and subscription Disney. cost point of view that yeah. yeah it's like oh great another one that I would have to subscribe to but that's assuming that they have something that you would want to watch yes but that's <laughs> the problem is 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 all these media companies are working really hard to create something you don't want to miss I mean for example mm -hmm. there are stuff I would watch except that it's on Hulu mm -hmm. and I just refuse to deal with Hulu yeah. on principle yeah <laughs> pay to watch more ads no <laughs> no thank you. yeah seriously. Oh well. Got a question? Uh, email askatechthing.com. We're we're waiting for your emails. Howdy, tweeted at snubs at techthing. Is it good practice to restart your phone even if nothing is wrong? If so, how often? Why? On the Samsung S10 under device care, there is a setting to refresh with auto restart. Should I use this feature or not? Um, I just want to say, like, I first of all, like, I like the idea of Comic Sans inside of, of a twelve hundred dollar device because <laughs> I don't know. There it is. Yeah, the screen is off. The phone is. Is it? I love this idea mm -hmm. because I restart my phone or it updates or it crashes or, or I butt restart it every two or three days. Um, I would actually love an automated restart every couple of days on almost every piece of technology I own other than my NAS boxes yeah. and my Drobo. Uh, I restarted my iPhone every two or three days. Mm -hmm. now, I don't know if it was the placebo effect, uh, but it always felt snappier and more functional, especially the browsers uh, after I relaunched the phone. You, however, are more used to the high end of Android. I am. So I know my my device has issues because it is inexpensive. Um, one might expect at the high end of Android more robust and better tuned firmware on the phone. I, I guess often so. Do you? Well, you would hope a twelve hundred dollar device would have rock solid, yeah. amazing technical support. All of the firmware would be absolutely well, flawless. and a lot of them do come with like more RAM mm -hmm. and a higher powered CPU, right. uh, which we have been seeing quite a bit lately. Um, I probably maybe restart my phone like once a month, maybe. Mm -hmm. I do find that sometimes like my camera app will get really sluggish or maps or the video apps, they get laggy and they get very sluggish sometimes. And at that point I will restart the thing. It does get snappy after I do that restart too, but I don't find it to be like a requirement or a necessity right. to restart it like very often. So once a week, definitely not. Somewhere between like once or twice a month is definitely like what I do. In theory, right, the way the memory is handled, it should not need to be restarted or, or there shouldn't be leaky apps that suck down the resources inside your phone. Right. Um, but, you know, I still tend to restart my phone every two or three days. Yeah. And I really, actually, what I really want is my ISP to put the ability to uh, restart the modem every couple days. <laughs> yeah. Just automatically. That would be so nice, actually. <laughs> what do you reboot regularly? We're curious. Email askatechthing.com and let us know what you reboot or what you wish you could reboot mm. or remotely reboot. Ever Auto remotely reboots. reboot a server by calling a neighbor? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've never had to do that. <laughs> Just have the keys to the house. I'm going to one of my neighbors. <laughs> let us know. Askatechthing.com. 
We have a new battle station this week. It's battle actually stations. a series of photos from Catlin. A montage. Who says, evening Patrick and Shannon, longtime watcher of all things tech, been following Patrick's forays into TV podcasting since the OG screensaver days. Thank you. Not the cleanest of battle stations, but hey, most aren't. <laughs> Parts of this setup have been an ongoing process for many years, especially the networking wrap. Let's just say the whole house is wired for sound and video and networking, etc. My desk was built from scratch and I dare say is strong enough to hold Patrick's truck. Nice. Current project at my workstation is a custom mini ITX set-top box, so cool, and an Xbox 360 chassis for a friend. Nice. So we have, over on my computer, pick one and two, which are the network rack, which look so awesome. Wow. And then they have their main PC remotely racked for silence. I totally agree with the silence thing. That's very important. Then we have the control center the racing setup which actually is really cool i love this <laughs> racing setup pick seven which includes the workstation a little bit of under desk action and you can see how organized it is under there there's like the no wiring hook. yeah what is with the death hook? The death hook <laughs> i would say i would totally hang my headphones from that that's like exactly where i would put them and then we have there's something analog right after those, uh, which includes waiting for spring. Woo, uh, yeah, so they said Hobie Cat 16. Can't wait to get her back on the lake. And then we have the last one, which is the living room battle station, which Very also nice. looks so freaking cozy. I would love to check that out. Great show, guys. Keep it up in many years to come. Cheers from Catlin in Canada. Thank you, Catlin. Love Nova it. Scotia. Yeah, That's so cool. That's why there's cool. a quilt there. Uh, they also said, P.S. Hope Patrick caught some of the curling action we had on the go in Nova Scotia last month. Scotty's in Cape Breton and a World Juniors in Liverpool. I will search for that on the interwebs. <laughs> Thank you, Catelyn. And of course, if you have battle stations that you want to share with us, send them over to ask at techthing.com. We would love to share them with everybody out there who is watching the show. Parenting definitely slows down my curling obsession. <laughs> I'm sure it does. It is the best game ever. <laughs> We love your questions, your tips, and your suggestions of products and ideas to check out. Please tweet at TechThing at Snubs or at Patrick Norton or just email ask at TechThing.com. And a big shout out to our patrons, patreon.com slash TechThing. You pay the bills, you make the show possible. Our thanks to you. Patrick, have you heard about Firefox Send? I have. You have? Well, yeah, because I copied your script oh, into yes. the rundown <laughs> for the prompter. That is a thing. So I, I read about it. I read all about it. What is Firefox Send? So it's over at send.firefox.com. This is their fancy little, very simplistic website. Uh, but basically, it lets you share files with end-to-end -end encryption in a link that automatically expires so you can keep what you share private and make sure your stuff doesn't stay online forever, according to their website. <laughs> so Mozilla, who are the makers of Firefox, released this new tool earlier in March, and it's, in my opinion, definitely worth a look. So you might be wondering why, because there are a lot of options out there as far as like sending files back and forth. Because I hate Dropbox and the idea yeah. of sending massive files without dealing a third, well, I guess technically Firefox is a yes. third party because it's not me or the person I'm sending it to. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, sending large files without having to like sacrifice a liver or something mm -hmm. is, is kind of hard to do online unless you pay, you know, tons of money for an account. This is free though. This is free, yeah. So they include end-to-end -end encryption and file transfers up 
to 2.5 gigabytes in size if you sign up for an account. And those accounts are completely free. Now, if you don't sign up for an account, you are limited to one gig in file size, but that's still pretty decent. That's I mean, some emails allow you 200 megs. Yeah, exactly. So that's perfectly fine. So this is how it works. You just go over to their website, send.firefox.com, and then you drag and drop files that you want to upload. So for example, I will just go ahead and click over here. How about, let's upload a picture, this one. I'll upload this picture. Okay, so that's our battle station photo. You can select multiple files if you want to upload all of them at once, up to one gig without signing in. And then you can choose to make the files expire after a specific amount of downloads, which would be right here. So you have a bunch of options there, one download all the way up to 100 downloads, or you can also make them expire after a specific amount of time. Oh. So you have options, five minutes, one hour, one day, seven days, but clicking seven days or anything over one download will redirect you to the account sign up or sign in form. So if I click 100 downloads, it's gonna be like, create your account right now. That seems reasonable. It does seem reasonable. Like they, they probably don't want people to like, Download tons and tons, or share tons and tons oh, of so files. Yeah, without tying pirating. It yeah, they probably want to limit pirating and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so it makes sense that they want to make sure that there's a little bit of a lack of anonymity there. Uh, you can also choose to protect the files with a password too. So to simply do that, you just choose protect with password, and I'll include a password. So I'll do Starbuck, which is the name of my cat, and then hit upload, and ta-da! Once uploaded and encrypted, if you have multiple files, it will create a little zip file for you to share your files and you share them via this link. So I can copy the link uh, and if I download it as if I'm the person that received it, I have to put in the password. Stop, hit unlock, hit download. <gasps> Go away, LastPass, I don't care right now. <laughs> and then just hit save. And there we have our photo. So boom, it totally works. Yay. Yay. So you have your files. Here's what you can actually get perk-wise if you do create an account though. You get the 2.5 gigs of file size that you can upload, which is wonderful. You can share with more people up to 100 downloads, which is also great. You can also manage in the future, manage files from any device. So they will have an app that is upcoming. It's currently in beta. That's not bad. And you can also keep those links active for up to seven days. Nice. Uh, a Firefox Send Beta Android app, like I mentioned, is available currently in the Play Store. Uh, it's still under development since it is a beta, so they might have some bugs in there. Honestly, I tried it out. The beta release works pretty good. It's pretty flawless, so I'm not opposed to downloading and trying it out right now if you want to. Uh, Firefox Send does work in any browser too, so you don't have to download Firefox if you don't want to. However, Firefox is pretty good, so I would recommend it. It's a great browser. Try it out. If you've had issues with Chrome lately, I would highly recommend trying the latest version of Firefox. Firefox is a alternative. wonderful alternative. Uh, the current version of Safari as of mid-March did not support it, but support should be coming and Edge and Chrome already do, such as I was using Chrome. Now, any browser that supports the Web Crypto API and W3C JavaScript API will work. Those are usually just automatically implemented, so you don't have to worry about those as a consumer. The reason why those APIs 
APIs are important is because Firefox Send can use encryption. So it uses AES GCM to encrypt and decrypt the files in your browser. So from the moment that you upload that folder or upload those files up to you know Mozilla's servers, it's encrypted. So Mozilla sees, <laughs> Mozilla does see an encrypted file. No contents, no file name, and no file they size. They don't know what it is. They don't know what it is. They just know that something is there. So this, this is, is not technically, it's not techni technically zero knowledge policy or zero knowledge uploader. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. If you do want zero knowledge, this is probably not for you. You do lose some of that anonymity if you do decide to sign up for an account and when you upload because they will see that something is there, especially if you sign up for that account. By all means, break apart your giant files with 7-zip and send them in yeah, individual segments because you you're feeling old <laughs> school and profoundly anonymous. But I would say with that said, the convenience of this file sharing tool is high and Firefox Send is open source. So you can actually, on the main website, go over to GitHub and you can check out their open source policy. Oh. Yeah, so you can see the source code. It's wonderful. It's all there for you to see. And if you are a coder, you can audit it yourself as well. So I would say, who is this for? It's an alternative to things like WeTransfer, to Dropbox, Google Drive, for quickly sharing files with folks and requiring no collaboration. So this would not be something that, like for example, me and Patrick use if right. we want to share a tech thing script or something like that. Or we're sharing a project file for yeah. Adobe Premiere. Because the saves are not going to be balanced on both sides of the coin. Uh, and since the files eventually expire and disappear, that means that you cannot buy any extra space on the platform. They are just recycling that space since all of those files that people are going to be uploading eventually disappear off their servers. I recommend checking it out if you haven't already. It's encrypted, it's easy, it's a painless option for sending files. I do want to know what you use as well if you have another painless option out there because I send like photos to my sister all the time, <laughs> like stuff like that. I I usually just stick with Google Drive, but I do like the idea of self-destructing file sharing since I would have to manually do that in Drive and Drive runs out of space eventually. So let me know what you are using at Snubs on Twitter or you can tweet us at TechThing or at Patrick Norton as well. RP email, seriously, why isn't Stadia considered vaporware? No real demo, no pricing, no date of availability, at least magically had investors giving it $10 billion. And does anyone not consider that vaporware? RP. Ooh. RP's on a tear. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, just because you have, as, as someone who has, has committed a lot of money to failed Kickstarters in the last couple of years, merely having money does not actually mean you're ever going to ship the product. True. Say that. Uh, and also, I want to point out, Magic Leap has $2.3 billion in investment, wow. not $10 billion. I try not to laugh every time I read that because it is a staggering, stupid amount of money um, yep. behind the Magic Verse. Because, you know, think about it $2.3 billion and you get a website. Free your mind <laughs> and your ass will follow. I'm thinking oh about God. Parliament Funkadelic right now. And I played that on the FM, so don't get angry at me if your kids heard that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, and they have also shipped a product, the Magic Leap One. Hooray! Yeah, it's $2,300. It's the creator edition, i.e. for the developers. Mm -hmm. uh, our friend Norm over at Tested has tested it, and this is all I'm going to show you because I don't want to get a takedown notice off of Google, uh, <laughs> off of YouTube. Seriously, though, <laughs> I agree. Um, you know, $2.3 billion is a ridiculous amount of cash. Mm -hmm. 
it's, I, there are occasionally things in the venture capital world where everybody decides to dogpile on. And who knows, maybe this is going to change everything. Maybe this is going to revolutionize 21st century warfare. Maybe, maybe we'll all have them forcefully strapped onto our heads by the government in five years, and that's why they're trying to get all the money now. Um, but, you know, this is seven or eight years, and they got a $2,300 headset that makes you look like an anime character. <laughs> well, developers, any code. So, much like Magically, Google's uh, actually has a successful or beta demo project. It was called Project Screen, uh, Project Stream, and uh, I think this is one of my favorite reviews of all time. Streaming Assassin's Creed Odyssey in Google Chrome is surprisingly great, um, oh. and this was from Polygon uh, back when it launched. And, you know, it's, they're nice people. These are nice words because the thing actually worked. Because if you didn't get a chance to play with it, it was fascinating because, you know, you're in a browser and you're playing the game. Um, will it be great for you or for us or for anybody else when it actually ships? We're talking about know. Stadia now here because Assassin's Creed. Um, That's been Odyssey out. Is gone. <laughs> well, it's gone now, right? Because they, they ended the beta. Um, we have no idea if it's going to work. Mm -hmm. But... Let's point this out. This is not entirely untested. This is not entirely vaporware. They actually did something pound. At least it's not a Kickstarter that failed with my money. Um, you know, frankly, I'm much more worried that a bunch of folks adopt it, get enthusiastic about it, and then um, Google kills it, which brings us to uh, killed by Google. Oh, yeah. Because Google has a history of making things and, you know, ending them. We didn't really go through all of this. It goes on for a long way. And this list, which is huge, um, doesn't actually include, <laughs> remember Aww. Google Wave, Google Flu Vaccine Flyer. This is so sad. It's interesting to see like how many things have, on this list you've actually ever heard of. A reader, mm. of course, is the one that really pisses people off still to this day. Uh, I'm still going. I'm not out of dodgeball. Um, I wonder if, I don't think, uh, yeah, FeedBurner's not on here. And I bring up FeedBurner because Killed by Google doesn't even include all the things that Google has kind of kept alive on life support, like FeedBurner, yeah. or, or how they suddenly maybe didn't kill something, but took the cost for developers from free to ZOMG, how much I have to shut down my cool uh, data mashup on uh, the Google Maps API. Mm -hmm. um, also, while we're speaking about not vaporware, uh, but not here yet, uh, Apple Arcade. I didn't mention that earlier because I just wanted to get all gamey. Um, this is not <laughs> streaming. This is uh, essentially... Uh, iOS, Mac, Apple TV, 100 plus games that are going to be for iOS, well, for Apple devices only, right? You're going to be able to stream across iOS, Apple TV, Mac. Um, I shouldn't say cool. stream, you can play. Because mm -hmm. this isn't streaming games, this is actual, you'll pay a flat fee monthly. It's, it's Netflix for games, uh, and you will get all of these exclusive applications. Uh, what's interesting also is that Apple's apparently paying part of the development money for this to secure that they have these apps on their system That's and their awesome. system alone. That's coming mm. this fall. How exciting. Uh, I'm also really, really curious. Uh, one of the names that came up uh, was Will Wright, AKA at Stupid Fun Will. Uh, the original SimCity creator is gonna oh. be doing a game for Apple Arcade. Oh, cool. That alone has me really kind of excited. So I wanna see what the man does with you know the tools. Yeah, me too. So. I'm curious. A good year for gaming, bad year for gaming. You notice neither one of us is giving up on our standalone gaming PCs. Yep, that's or true. Or Steam accounts. That's very true. Yet. I have a very good reason to keep my gaming PC and Why my Nintendo Switch. You may in a few months buy yourself some sort of tablet device to replace <laughs> your 2080. No, you're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. No, um, no it, it's interesting. Right? And also there's a whole bunch of stuff coming in VR this year. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I'm also really curious to see if VR kind of picks up speed this year or if it starts to limp and hobble yeah. more slowly than it has been. Yeah, same. Well, let us know what your thoughts are on the gaming sphere in this gaming world for 2019. I'm curious. Ask at techthing.com or tweet us at techthing. Please do. A big thank you to Hack5 for the studio space. Thank you, Hack5. You, you should check out the Security and Privacy Podcast at hack5.org. They look a lot like this. Actually, that looks a lot like a uh, pineapple. The podcasts <laughs> look a lot like this. Then check out the Superior Pen Testing and Networking Implant Tools over at hack5.org slash gear, which looks a lot like products. Yay! Including, ladies and gentlemen, <gasps> network implants, such as the Packet Squirrel, the Plunderbug, and ladies and gentlemen, the Land Turtle, which is on sale. Land Turtles are on sale. If you don't know what a Land Turtle is, go over to hack5.org and learn. They are fascinating. All the things. Drop a turtle, get a shell. Thank you, Hack5. Thank you. And remember, once in a while, put down your phone, step away from the screen, close the laptop, and do something analog, like my pick this week, <laughs> which is so cool and seriously made me freak out. <laughs> I'm teasing it. It's the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum with Space Shuttle Discovery. So, so cool to see in person. So cool. And look at all these satellites up here. So cool. I like amazing. It was a, it was incredible. Like it was it was absolutely incredible. Seeing it up close, seeing how it was built, reading all the factual information about it, and seeing all the different artifacts that have actually flown in outer space. Just oh, I was hugely geeking out about this entire experience. So this is located over in uh, Virginia, very, very close to Dulles Airport. So if you're ever flying through there, you got like a long layover or something, just run over to the museum because it's like right next door and it's incredible. If you have kids, even if you don't have kids, plan to spend an entire day. It is amazing. Easily, and yeah. Some of the artifacts they have there are extraordinary and yes. I'll put the link in the show notes to the uh, National Air and Space Museum website, uh, which is free to enter. You just have to pay for parking. So it's well worth a trip over there. You can easily spend a few hours just wandering around and checking out all of the airplanes, not just the space area, the right. space center, but also all of the airplanes that are there. They had just, it's so cool. And it's amazing because there were so many planes this Smithsonian has never really broken out. And this, yeah. when they opened it, uh, like a, like a decade, decade and a half ago, allowed them to pull all all of these planes out of mothballs, um, and they're huge. There's a 707 that no one gave there, which is absolutely, like every time I see it, my skull is sort of shut down. They hold all the Vietnam era stuff in the It's just, it's, it's cool. There's a big stealth plane there. It's a, oh, wow, it's so cool. That's yeah. Totally cool. Definitely worth a look. I'll put that link in the show notes so you can check it out yourself if you're traveling through Dulles. Yay! We like airplanes. <laughs> I'm Patrick Norton. I'm Shannon Morse. We'll see you next week on Tech Day. Favorite museum ever of all time? Ooh, the World War II Museum down in LA. It's way up there on my list. Way up there. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful museum. It's huge too. It's gigantic. Um, that one's really good. The Edo Tokyo Museum in Tokyo, Japan is incredible. Um, and then this one was definitely. Oh, the National. Um, what is it? The Natural Museum? The Natural History Museum? Museum of Natural History? Yeah. The Smithsonian in DC. That one's really cool too. Oh my God.
I haven't been there since they pulled. Gosh, I haven't been there for twenty years. Really? It's worth if you like like minerals and rocks and gems and stuff like that. It's worth checking out the National uh, Natural History Museum. It's pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> it's big too. Yeah, I'll, I need to go back to DC and not visit family. I just need to like go, because <laughs> my family lives there. I need to go back and just like check out all of the museums for a week. <laughs> just going to see the Constitution is my point. 